Salte Miguel Arcangeli, defende los impuelos. Contra Nequitium et Insidias de Abele esto Proyosidium. Imperete Dios, supleges de Pregamor. Tuque, princeps melices celestes. By the power of God, thrust into hell Satan, and with him those evil spirits who prowl about the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. I, I, you know, I sent that meme over to you the other day, and it Which was one? it was the one where it was uh, SpongeBob and Patrick and Sandy. Yes, and it, I remember that episode vividly. It was like where they got in trouble; they were go- snooping through Sandy's shit, and yeah. then, so she comes chasing after him with a rope. Well, yeah. above Sandy, it says thirty years, so thirty meaning thirty year old. And then Patrick is 92, uh, 1992, and SpongeBob's 1993. Oh, shit. Oh, I need this one. <laughs> and so it's got Sandy lassoing the 1992 into 30 years old because we're coming up on it. Yep. And then SpongeBob freaking out because he's 1993. We're fucked. We're fucked. <laughs> we're, we're getting lassoed. The lasso's here, man. I've never felt so old until after we played League today. Why? Why Why today? Remember when we were kids and we used to just shit on people, especially older oh dudes? Oh, my God. We were so good at Call of Duty. We're the old people now that get shit on. <laughs> so they're, they're, the kids are forcing me into plowing fields and cutting down trees and making me a Viking in Valheim. Because <laughs> we like those old man grindy games that don't don't put any pressure on us. I could just relax in peace and just totally be fine with this. Oh, my you God. You guys don't understand how bad Chase and Hunter... Just get mad at these little twelve year olds. They they will go off on a tangent Fuck these in the middle of the game. Fuck these kids. They need to learn some tough love. I had to deal when I was fucking twelve, dealing with fucking forty year olds yelling at me telling me to kill myself while I was playing goddamn Halo two. You know what? That's what builds thick skin to, on kids these days is trolling them. Yeah. Otherwise they're just gonna go cry to their mommies. <laughs> yeah, little ten year olds, you know, telling you, Oh well, fuck your mother. Be like, get get original kid. Yeah. That's been around since my days. Seriously. Get real. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Stuck in This Purgatory. As always, joining you is Chase, and Stuck in Purgatory with me is the, uh, he's, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing my intro. He's gassy today, guys. I'm H-Dog is very guy. He had some, some wings from a pop-up place. I don't think it's that very well with him. <laughs> that was my butt. And also joining me is the aging everyday KFA. It's just the mustache. The mustache looks good. No, you're getting fucking old, dude. You can't even hang past like 8.30. Yeah, let's talk about why. Why? Why can't you stay awake past 8.30? Dude, that's when Schwan comes out. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's after midnight. Oh, okay. That's the witching hour, actually? Really? Huh? Why did you guys both look at me? Well, are we talking 8.30 or are we talking midnight here? Well, he can't stay past midnight or 8.30, but witching hour is 3. Yeah. So he can't use Sean as a wow. scapegoat on We're this. We're jumping around on so many different hours right now. <laughs> He's One, getting old, two, guys. three, four, 1993, five. guys. <laughs> yeah. We're, We're going senile. I, I'm driving up to your house today to do this podcast. My fucking knee hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, fun fact. I I did wiffle ball with a bunch of uh, 14 through 18-year-olds for my little coaching gig that I have. And I woke up the next morning. And both of my ankles <laughs> hurt so bad, I couldn't even get up to walk. I, I couldn't even put my <laughs> pants on for like an hour. <laughs> Adrian's just walking around buck-ass naked That's from the waist down. The pants, pants was Adrian. You know, he told me yesterday when they were coming back from a meeting, he was like, yeah, you know, sometimes I just love to chill at home butt-ass naked with a blanket wrapped around me. <laughs> <laughs> like a little burrito. <laughs> naked burrito. <laughs> little naked KFA burrito. 
Uh, talking about the witching hour, I do have a fun little personal story about oh. something that happened to one of the individuals in my house after what, listening to Robert the Doll. Ooh, tell us. Tell us let's more. Get, let's get into this magic. So, yesterday, I I had just got back from practice. Practice ended around 6.30. I get back home around 7. I sit down, eat, go downstairs, and I'm sitting in my gaming chair just hanging out. My dad walks down the stairs, and he goes... Hey, were you walking around at like 2 or 3 in the morning last night? I was like, no, I was dead asleep. And he was like, that's weird because I asked your brother the same thing. And he said he was asleep as well. I was like, okay, well, what happened? He goes, well, I heard someone walking around in our kitchen at like 2 in the morning. And I was so tired at that time, I didn't want to like get up. And leave my bed to see who it was. So I just asked, hey, is that you? And no one responded. He then heard someone open the back do- door and let both of my dogs out. Then proceeded to open that door once again, let the dogs back in, closed the door, locked it, and uh, he-, he just figured it was me letting both of my dogs out. Well, I promise you guys, I was not up. Unless I'm just sleepwalking, uh, that and sleepwalking and letting my dogs back in and out. <laughs> that's Astral a, projection. That's, a, that's pretty fucking impressive. Astral projection. I do have a, actually because you, you told me about this y- yesterday. Do you have a loved one in your life that passed away recently or whatever? You know. No. No. I I the latest someone has passed away for us was about four. Sure. Maybe five years now. Oh, good for you. The, the only reason I asked that because it's just so interesting because it's not like it's not spooky in the way that they're there to haunt you and spook and scare you, right? Because when you know when my grandparents passed away, when my grandma passed away shortly after that, some weird shit was happening in my house. And but it, it's very harmless stuff. They're coming like, to visit you. Yeah, like you're yeah. being watched, protected. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that was the reason. Why. I have well, some homework for you guys. I, I I have another quick little story. I'm sorry oh, to cut okay. you off. I don't have homework Par- for you. Apparently, this is a stories episode today. <laughs> yeah, this this is not Robert the Doll Part Two. This is Adrian's stories on this his is home. Adrian getting his own little podcast time. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Before beep, the beep, other beep. two cut in and try to talk over me, he, he deserves it. Because I'll tell you what, I get yelled at by Becca all the time. She's like, "You need to quit interrupting Adrian." You're right. <laughs> I I honestly I want to publicly say this. I interrupt you a lot, Adrian. It's my ADD. I'm sorry. You can kick me in the nuts when I do it. I'm sorry. He just likes he the sound of his have, own voice. Yeah, he I really have do. ADD. I do. I, I used to take a lot of Adderall. <laughs> you want some? I still have some. No, because when Drugs. I take Adderall, I dream about math equations. Oh <laughs> yeah, you did tell us that. <laughs> what? Yeah, it, it's seriously. I would take some right before studying, and uh, I would think, oh, this is great. I'd get through my math homework. I'd get through all of this stuff. Well, no, I'd go lay down and be like, I'm ready to go to sleep. Well, then all those equations, I'm doing them a hundred different times. And, of course, I'm getting a different answer on every single one of them. <laughs> you know what? A Spanish teacher uh, told me that once. He's like, you know, once you get into this enough and practice, en- practice this enough, start dreaming. you'll start dreaming in Spanish. And yep. I'm like, hmm, nah. Yeah. Adrian, <laughs> not Adrian. Chase, homework, go take some Adderall. Try some. Yeah, Becca's got some. I know. That's she's offered. I'm, I'm terrified, though. I, she Try gave it. me Valium once, and I was freaked out. Oh, be careful of Valium. Uh, what? Yeah, don't fuck it didn't do anything. You took a Valium? Yeah, I took a Valium. Oh, oh wow. just look at him. Isn't it muscle relaxers? Uh, I mean, it's a pain. It's prescription pain killer that rappers like take. Yeah, whatever. 
Uh, I have a lot of pain set. in my life, okay? Molly Percocet. <laughs> before Molly we went Percocet. On before we went on our little tangent, uh, the next little side story, I was doing some research, and Chase was right next to me, and I was trying to put some re- research together for the next podcast that we're going to do, and for some reason, autocorrect just pulled up the name Schwan out of nowhere. It was like- Stop it. It was like two letters that started with like F and W, and I hit autocorrect, and it said, for Schwan. That's what Stop it said. It. I, you know, I'm starting to think Schwan's not such a bad guy. I think, I think he, he just hangs out with us now. He's our homie. We've oh, yeah. manifested him into reality. He's entered the physical plane, and now he's our he's our he's our mascot. We do have a fourth mic here, so if you guys hear any other noises during this podcast, it's Schwan. What yeah. if Schwan knew that my dogs need to go outside and go to the restroom, and that's why he took him out? That's oh, what I'm saying. What a nice guy. Right? Exactly. Guys, maybe we shouldn't have uh, banished him on all those episodes. So get the fuck out of here. <laughs> put him in a jar. Sean, and... come, come, come through. Put put him in a jar in Brian's lawn. Yeah, come through. No cap. Come on, buddy. Fuck his lawn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my! That was one of my favorite parts that Olivia was saying. Like she, when the minute I said the word lawn, she's like, "No, colonial <laughs> right. motherfucker." Her no. eyes lit up. I know that was it was cute. It was a good. That was a good part. That was a good part. All, all right, right get, guys. So know, yeah, let's get into the episode. All right. So welcome everyone to part two of Robert the Doll. Um, I'm going to once again ask for permission because we've been. Getting some weird shit. So the last thing I want is Robert's wrath coming down on us. So once again, Robert, we are just here to talk about you and research you, and we will not make fun of you. We do love you, and you're a very interesting topic. We learned a lot more about you in the off time between part one and part two, so we're going to bring you even more glory. Glory be to Robert. All hail Robert! Robert the doll. So I, I don't know if I'd say hail Robert, but I do want to say we're just researching you, and we just want to talk about your life. Yes. So just to do a quick recap, um, basically you've got this doll who was made in Germany from the Stief company. The Stief. Um, and was brought back to America. Uh, and I have something about that. When you're done with the recap, yeah. I'm going to give you some cool facts that I read. But continue and, the recap. And so after it kind of passed some hands and got into um, Eugene's hands, um, we think it was possessed as sort of a voodoo doll by the servant that was beat, but who knows, speculation. Um, and to this day is now in a museum that's been haunting people since it came to the Otto's family. Yep. Something interesting that I found, and I want to kind of get back into the creepiness of Robert the Doll. This is this is purely speculation. This is gossip, but I read this off of horrorobsessive.com, and I'm going to read this little this little verb here. Most accounts that agree Robert received, or that Gene received Robert as a gift for his birthday. It has been established that Robert was most likely manufactured by the Steff Company in Germany around 1904, which we talked about in the previous episode, that this company was very famous for creating the teddy bears that Teddy Roosevelt had created, the stuffed dolls, or the stuffed bears. The Otto family immigrated to the United States from Germany. According to Gene's sister, Ms. Pa's family history, Gene's great-grandfather, or excuse me, grandfather, Joseph Otto maintained a relationship with the relatives in Germany, and both German and American Ottos exchanged gifts. There, there's evidence that Jean's mother may have brought Robert to the U.S. after returning home from a trip to Amberg on September 4, 1904. Mini Otto is on the passenger list for the Amberg America Line Graft Walderseer a little over one month excuse me, before Jean's birthday on October 25th. So what's paranormal about this half of the Robin's, uh, Robert's origin story? We talked about the voodoo curse. We talked about this disgruntled, disgruntled servant. Well, 
the the Otto family employed two servants from the West Indies, William and Emiline Abbott. Possibly these Abbots were the cause of Robert's haunting. There's been speculation that he's voodoo. There's speculation that he's cursed. There's speculation that one of the children in the Otto family, and then reading from this, one of the Otto family children possibly died in, in birth or um, shortly after birth, possessed this doll. And that's why we got those accounts of child voices. It creeped me out reading this, this more deep origin story. Well, I, I will throw our audience back to part one of Robert the Doll. I do believe it wasn't the Otto family that had a, a maybe miscarriage of a child or something. I, I think it seriously was the maid that had a miscarriage. So that's interesting he says that. That has been also a theory. Also, there's another theory. There's no evidence to prove this, that there's speculation that Emiline Abbott, right, the servant, the two servants that they hired, had an affair with Jean's father, Thomas. Wow, this is okay. So this is filling in the blanks. That's right what here. you wanted. You were talking about this the end of episode. About. You wanted a little bit more filled in the blanks. I fucking found it. I think. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> that was me. How crazy off. is it? We came from episode one where Adrian was the one researching that we have now brought in Hunter for a little bit of H dog. Is fact checked. Is this his initiation rights? <gasps> yes, sir. Don't hate me. Don't I want my own theme song. Yes. <laughs> I want my own theme song. I want, I want, I want Catholic choir when my name is said over a fact check. I got you. All right, we'll make that. Now, happen. now we just need to bring Chase in with the fact. Uh, I'm good. I, you guys work me to the bone. Fuck you. You do. Hey, shout out to Chase. He's always edit- editing these podcast episodes, doing a great job, keeping the grind heavy. He he makes us sound good because sometimes I sound like shit. Well, I will get to where we left off with Robert the doll. We got some. Very interesting stories about what has happened in modern times. I will be going over what the caretakers of Robert the Doll has seen and also the museum. So let's just get along with the episode. Where is Robert today, Adrian? (laughs) Why'd you say that so friendly? Because I want to know. Where is he residing today? You turned your back to me. I don't like when you turn your back to me, so I I just need to see more of your face. Well... Robert the Doll is exhibited at the East Martello Museum. Robert was once owned by Key West, Florida painter, painter and author Robert Eugene Otto. And this this museum that he's in is like an old Civil War fort in the middle of Key West, which is a very paranormal haunted area to begin with. I, you know what I can't believe, and I uh, I didn't know I didn't know about this story when I went to Key West, but how I did not pass by this place. That's what I want to know. It's like this. It seems like this would be such a popular attraction in Key West that there's no way you could avoid it. Yeah, it's kind of famous. It's called the Artist's I mean, Artist House. You put that post up on Instagram. It's literally a giant sign that says the world's most haunted doll, Robert the Doll. I yeah. think you had your blinders on. You were just. Uh, I was, you wanted to go get food. You wanted to go get Irish car, car bombs. Uh, I was too young to drink. It was yeah, more like I was, was looking at all the hot chicks. Yeah, I was gonna say he was looking at. <laughs> Key West. At tail, baby. Tail, yeah. <laughs> oh, also, it was hotter than fucking hell down there. Is literally, it hot? Dude, literally, it was uh, just to get away from the heat. We were out in the pool one day, and it started raining. And we were out in the rain because that was the only time that it could get cold. What the fuck was that noise? That was my phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> just hear thud. I don't know if you guys hear that in the mic, but we just hear us thud. We're well, so spooked out by all the shit that we do. We just like, Sean, is that you? Are you communicating? 
Every time. All right. Anyways. Well, good thing that Hunter did bring up how the museum looks because I do have a nice little story from NorthJersey.com. So if you guys want to go look it up, it was by Jill. I'm not even butcher her last name, but it's Schnutzel. Schnitzel. Well, let's butcher it together. Schnitzel. Schnitzel. Its title is If You Go to Key West, Florida, Beware of Robert the Doll. Mm. So she, of course, just like everyone, she's very open to the paranormal and she doesn't know if she should believe in Robert the Doll. So she wants to go give it a look at the museum. So I'm going to be reading from her perspective. If you do want to go read her article, go ahead, give it a look. Uh, So here we go. She goes on to say, when I decided on a whim to take the ghost and gravestones of Key West tour late on my last evening in town, I expected a good scare. The curse. I wasn't ready for that. And things started off as I expected. Good, fun, bad, ghoul, makeup, and creepy legends as a trolley transported us past one haunted site after another. Uh, Fun fact she does bring up. Key West is the fourth spookiest town in America after Boston, New Orleans, and Savannah. Savannah, Georgia? Um, What about Salem? Well, this is is from her perspective. Yeah. It's the pain. I get get the Boston, and I get... um, Yeah, the traffic there's horrifying. Okay, (laughs) yeah, good one. Uh, that one, and I get New Orleans. Those are the two I get. <laughs> That's a knee slap. New Orleans. <laughs> now, I would say New Orleans is not haunted. It's just it's just a hotbed of magic and. Well, we'll get into that when shit. we talk about Mary Lovett. You really want to talk about? Oh, her. dude, dude, he's brought she it turns up multiple times this week. She turns me on. Okay. No cap. We will get back into it. Uh, then, when we pulled into the parking lot of a huge, deserted fort and got out, our tour guide. Leads us through the moaning iron gate of this fort, a place where soldiers were left to die when it was a quarantine barracks for those with the yellow fever. A moment later, she has disappeared back through the gate, leaving three clueless, thrill-seeking, I apologize, three clueless, three-seekers among the shadows, a figure, a stooped man with a white face and a black, sunken eyes emerged with a lantern. He says in an accent straight out of Brooklyn that he is a tormented soul. One of the undead who wanders around this fort most nights. He's been here 150 years or so, and he'll be the guy who could show us around. Okay, let, let, let's start this off with a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> what did you just read? I. What does this have to do with Robert the Doll? Is it the caretaker? It's, it's the museum. That, the that's... museum's haunted too? I, I guess, well, this this is kind of just showing our audience if they do want to go take a visit at the museum, what to expect. Do you think people just write these fucking adverbs just to drive traffic to their museum? Like, yeah, the owner's like, yeah, write something creepy. Well, the main focus out of this, I wanted to kind of get our audience around what this museum looked like. It was an old army barracks, and many people have died here. So I don't know if Robert's manifesting those spirits to then empower what he does or those spirits like give him more of a power to do the kinds of things that he does that Hunter will later describe. Hmm. I mean, that still sounds terrifying. It's, he's got a whole army of 
ghosties to go after whoever he wants. This fort is interesting. I mean, I know Robert's like one of the main attractions, but there's there's a lot more to that. And maybe maybe we need to do an episode on the fucking museum. I don't know. We'll go there soon, guys. Hey, subscribe to our Patreon and we'll we'll fund going there. Right, Chase? Yeah, and then you'll get to see our uh, our little haunted ghost tour of it. Ooh. Okay, I want to talk a little about something that's not as modern, but more modern. 2009, okay? And this is a cool little uh, little verbiage from uh, TripAdvisor, <clears throat> the user Howard RK. And this is going to, we're going to talk a little bit about what Robert's been doing nowadays, because he does not like his picture being taken without permission. Pretty much if you disrespect Robert anyway, bad idea, okay? So I'm going to read from his, uh, his little uh, blog that he talked about in okay. TripAdvisor. As I snapped the picture, I looked at my camera, and it said no images. All the 50-plus pictures that I had taken in Key West were suddenly gone. We went parasailing the next day, Howard R.K. continued. The boat captain took a video of us in the air. Got back home, the disc was blank. Went to a camera store and they could not find no reason why our pictures were gone and why the disc was blank. I've been also hearing some strange noises during the night since I've been home. To all who read this, please listen to the nice lady at the front desk museum. Ask Robert's permission if you want to take his picture. Yeah. Here's my thought, though. We keep on saying, you know, you need to ask permission on on this guy for everything, right? Do you? Know, there's no verbal cue. There's no like the sunbeam comes from the sky that says yes, go ahead. How do you know? I think yeah. What it's... if he's like having an off day and he's like, I don't look pretty today. Yeah, and he's like, no, fuck you. I don't want anything done. And but you're like, okay, I'm gonna take that as a yes because I asked permission. I mean, I think it's like one of these superstition things. Like when when we're when you're uh, you know cleaning your house and you have your routine or something, you do something weird. Maybe that's the thing. You don't ever get a verbal confirmation that it helped. That makes you feel better. That's I'll right. tell you right now, I feel better after asking permission to talk about Robert the way we've talked about him and asking permission. I will say, if you don't feel like you got a confirmation on the pictures, just give him candy. For some reason, he loves candy. Well, because he's a child. Yeah. Maybe. I. Oh No, actually, really quick. I want to get a, re- a recollection. Hold For on. each of you guys. No, 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 no. Adrian just gave me a fucking look when I said he's a child. Yeah, why did you? Well, I want to I wanna know your guys' opinion on what you think Robert actually is. He's been alive for 150-so years. It doesn't matter. If you're a fucking vampire when you're a child or baby, you're a baby vampire for the rest of your life. Time time That's moves. When, when have you seen a baby vampire? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah that's, a loaded, <laughs> that's a loaded question, asshole. <laughs> time moves differently in the ghost dimension, okay? He's been a child for 150 years. I think, and I want to hear your guys' opinions real quick. I think he's possessed. He's not possessed. He is basically cursed. He's been created by that servant who was abused. That's what I think. And he's he's a manifestation of evil in some way. He's an he's not a human soul. Given Chase? the given the facts that that we've talked about and that we've read, like that, I think that's the only legitimate one that I can look at and say yes, this was used. As an effigy because of the servant. Okay. It's literally all I can think of. Adrian? I think Chase brings a great point. I, I do believe that. But I feel like there has to be something that's powering his his destruction throughout the years. There there has to be something that's going on with it. I think there's a little bit of the effigy within the servant. As well as Eugene powering it even more. To become what it has become. Like through his childhood? Yeah. He, he loved the doll so much, I think 
he gave basically his whole life to the doll. I mean, we recap to part one where he even goes back as an adult, and his wife even says, like, it turned him back to being 10 years old where the doll couldn't leave his side. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that point. Uh, let's let's move on to the, the next evolution of, of Robert's disrespectful manners if you if you disrespect him. So here's another a Facebook user, uh, Elmer Mancia. She wrote on her page, or his page, excuse me, uh, Robert is cursed. So everyone who sees a picture of him may not have a bad taste by tapping accidentally the picture or been saved. Need to convey a simple apology to him when you see the picture. If you ignore, there may be something bad that will happen to you or bad luck for many years. Now, this is something that a lot of people have dealt with with Robert the Doll is, yes, you disrespect him or you don't ask permission or you laugh or you do something. But what happens after that? Well, I want to talk a little bit about that. Adrian, do you have any stories on what happens when you disrespect Robert the doll? Uh, no, that's basically what you have found. Uh, most of all my stories is from the museum staff. Okay. So one of the ones that I have is there was a lady, and I couldn't find what year, year it happened, but she had taken pictures of Robert the doll. And she was with her kids. It was a family trip. She didn't. She didn't care to ask for permission. You know, it was kind of. She was in the moment, and she took pictures on her uh, her phone, and none of the pictures showed up on her phone when she got back to the car after visiting the museum. Strange, and not two seconds later or two minutes later, she got in a car wreck. Odd, right? To come right out. Well, that's not the first time. There's another man who went on on purpose to find Rob the doll. Wanted to test the theory if I if he did not ask for permission to take a picture, same thing happened to him. Not two minutes after he got out of the parking lot, got in a car wreck. Now is this just bad Florida driving, or is this fucking <laughs> Robert the doll, dude? I, like I said, it is hotter than hell down there, so you're they're probably all delirious. But here's the thing: I do know that everybody drives uh, mopeds out there, so I can't imagine it's a bad car crash. <laughs> <laughs> do they really drive they mopeds? Do. Oh, yeah, it's so small. Like, you don't really have cars out there. They're all mopeds. Okay, well, uh, there you go. This brings me back to one scary movie. I can't really think of it. I don't want to say it's from one of the Annabelle series, but for some reason I do think it is. So the priest was driving with the haunted doll. I also think it could have been a haunted box. For some reason my, my mind's all foggy. But uh, the priest ends up getting in a car wreck. And this is kind of what I believe Robert does to many of these individuals that he ends up terrorizing is they don't have him in the vehicle, but his spirit leaves his doll, you know, doll presence, uh -huh. goes with them, inflicts harm, comes back, and then he's back to finding the next victim. What doesn't make sense to me is to Adrian's point, is sometimes it's a car crash, right? There was a there was a man in 2014 who, after not asking for permission to take pictures or even talk about Robert the Doll in, in his presence, he experienced bankruptcy. And this was a businessman. He had he had a high standing, got bankruptcy. Another another family had canceled flights in the middle of summer when the weather was well. There was no nothing to cause that. Um, another another couple went down there and they had a divorce happen. Sudden illnesses, we talked about in episode one, part one, or excuse me, um, part one of Robert the Doll, that the aunt died. I don't understand, and that's where I can't really find the connection is, 
you don't ask for permission to take a fucking picture and you get cursed or do you just talk about them wrong? Like, where does this actually draw a line? Well, I will say there, there has been many stories that I have read where they've disrespected him. They've went to his case, you know, they said, Robert, you can't do shit to me. You can't, you know, you're not real. You're not going to do anything. And then they get in a car accident. So this, this is what I believe is, uh, his kind of way of paying back saying, Hey bitch, I'm real. <laughs> hey bitch. <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of, I kind of like a little bit of a light bulb go off. Um, oh, okay. When we remember when we talked about Topos a couple episodes ago. Yes. My, this is a total wild ass theory. No, let's go. I, I, because I can't find connections. I, we have to go wild on this. So the, whole, so just to recap on what topas are, it's if you manifest the energy into something, it comes to being. Now most topas though come out to be mischievous. So they're there to just cause wreak havoc and cause harm, right? And whether or not they're friendly to you or not, they get enjoyment out of causing that. Because if if they're not doing that, you're not paying attention to that and you're not feeding that energy or that spirit, right? They need that energy, yeah. right? So, I mean, if this doll is, maybe it could be a topa. If it really extends back to a relationship from this family all the way back from the early, you know, 1904, like he's mentioned, maybe to this day... That's what it is. It's he's saying, okay, if you're going to disrespect me, then I'm going to have something bad happen to you. Well, guess what? Because something bad happened to you and people are that's triggering that thought in their brain that, hey, there's a connection here. He's feeding off the energy and we're continuing to keep this topla alive. Yeah, and that's and that's what's also really fucking confusing about this is because let's just go with the theory that this doll was created to cause harm to the Odo family. Well, the Odo family has in essence passed or let's just let's just even go more physical that – the doll is now in the museum. He's not part of the Odo family possession. So the spirit or the entity or the curse or whatever should be done. But it seems to be continuing. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like when we were kids, I, I actually vividly remember one day walking home and stupid shit-ass kids, you know, in your fifth grade or whatever. We threw a stick in the road to see how many cars would run over the stick. Oh, Jesus. It's just stupid bullshit like that, you know, yeah. and just how mischievous you are. You'd walk down the middle of the road because you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> well, this brings up a great point that was – Written in Ghosts in Popular Culture and Legend, uh, written by June Michelle Pulliam and Anthony J. Fonseca. Uh, they bring up how this practice of dolls being then passed on to a human spirit, that it is extremely unsettling for someone to reproduce a human form and make a realistic doll experience the figure as uncanny so many of these people they they look at these dolls and they for some reason feel creeped out about it it is the new fad because back in 1800s 1900s dolls were something that allowed children mainly uh girls to learn how to knit and put on different clothing for them is a way to express themselves. Well, now with the advancement in technology and everything, people feel like these dolls are way more creepy. So then it goes into the fact of what what is creepy and why do these creepy entities then turn into something of horror? It's never it's never really made sense to me why this doll is possessed versus that doll. Why is this doll cursed versus that doll? Do we have I, I and this is just a 
uh, rhetorical question is there any dolls in modern times that we can talk about, you know, is there anything that we have that like, let's talk about like the, like 2008 and sooner or, you know, more recent. I'm, I'm telling you there's a video on Instagram and it could be completely CGI. Is that the correct term of the doll that I'm pretty sure the backstory of it is the girl gets the doll uh, during a Christmas or birthday party. The mother then videotapes the girl having a fun time playing with the doll. Well, the girl is, like, fixing up her hair. The doll turns her hair, or turns her head back at the daughter. And the daughter then throws the doll, runs to the mother. The doll gets up and starts running away. And it's like a Barbie doll. So you want to get about modern times? I think in the next few years, there's going to be so much evidence of these creepy things that then non-believers will say, oh, it was made up. But, I mean, how how many videos do we have to see before we just accept that some dolls will just act like this? Like that, that, toy, that toy store... Uh video i sent you guys you know that's the hard part for me is because i thought about this too when i was watching some of those videos and my knee-jerk reaction is to instantly go to well technology has become come so far these days that okay the they didn't tamper with the video but this the dad put a little motor in the head and then is doing a remote control thing in the background you know like i, I literally just saw a video of uh like a robotics conference and they have the most advanced ai ever and it's a whole, all his facial expressions. Yeah, facial but, expressions. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. I, I do believe there is a sense that this could be real. But it's hard for me in the modern society now to instantly think that's haunted versus, okay, what, would, what could they have done to make that look like it's real? My question, and I, I know it could be very hard because people and different individuals have different goals on what they're pursuing. Some people like to get you know, viral extremely quick. So your your idea of faking an instance where their child gets very scared afterwards or they show the child, you know, is laughing about it because the dad made some kind of toy. But to let your child go out into the viral hemisphere to be terrified where she's crying to her parents and let the doll run around and let it be then distributed throughout the world to see and the girl to then always have that in the back of her mind. Like, was that actually real or was my dad just faking it? He brings a good point. I'm cynical, so yes. <laughs> I'm Are you going to do that to your daughter? Oh, hell no. You're I don't. fucking monster. I don't, I don't have the time to do that shit. I don't have the time to do that. Just wait till our next episode. We have a oh, nice little child. Children. <laughs> but Children are the best. <laughs> the, real, the real fact is, regardless if we can quantify this or not with physical evidence or spiritual evidence, whatever, these people believe that Robert is really cursing them. These people are... Having canceled flight, car crashes, divorces, sudden illnesses, sometimes death, bankruptcies, all this crazy shit. And they are writing letters and emails into the museum and into basically Robert. They're addressing it to Robert asking for forgiveness. And this is no like one sentence like, please forgive me, Robert. It's like elegant, 
writings. It's very in-depth. Like these people, some of these people's lives are somewhat destroyed after disrespecting Robert. And that has to have some weight to the credibility of Robert's power. Well, it's great that you bring that up because many of people have <laughs> sorry. <laughs> when when I do my little transitions, they I just keep going. Love, I fucking love <laughs> it. I just we just instantly look at each other and smile. Yeah, like, me and Chase like oh, <laughs> our our boy is growing up. <laughs> it's funny well, you say that. Yeah. They have interviewed the caretakers and everyone in the museum frequently to understand what they have seen because they're usually around Robert the Doll a lot. And the main caretaker, their last name is Convertito. Nice little fancy little Cuban name, I think. Ooh. Uh, he says that Robert the Doll gets about one to three letters every single day. 365 days, year long, he's getting one to three letters because someone believes his spirit has left and went with the person. How crazy is that? People are so terrified by this doll after they see him that they think Robert has left and is affecting their life in a negative way. So they have to contact him. And they're they're usually apologies. They're not saying, Robert, it was so great to see you. It was it's basically, Hey Robert, I'm sorry. I don't want you <laughs> to mess with my life. Please stay away from me. <laughs> and they're not kidding. They they are I've read some of these letters, and I should pull some up, but some of these are, I mean, they're so personal, I kind of don't want to talk about them. They're like, they're really distraught over what Robert did. And even while we were recording this episode, I I had a bad dream the other night. Oh, Jesus. I almost, Sean, stop hitting my laptop. Um, I had a bad dream the other night that, that something went wrong after we did this episode. I mean, like, I, I it's a physical, it's, it's a mental manifestation of giving this dude power, and, and he's got it. Well, he's got the power. Did we discuss how, like, the people who do get pictures of this this guy, they they see orbs oh, around oh, oh, his Oh, shit. That's, that's one oh, I want. Wow, Hunter just oh, got oh, rock oh. hard over here. <laughs> Before we tell the story, I do want to go finish off the little caretaker bit. Uh, many of the caretakers have seen Robert get out of his case. Yes. And run around in the museum, as well as pick up and move certain objects throughout the museum, even taking little bits of candy that he receives from the apology letters. And most of the letters, they are apologies, but there's even people that ask him for advice and ways to hex his violence on them. Jeez, that's fucking terrifying. Dude. Right? This museum goes deep. I uh, Guys, we have to go there. Make a promise right now. We're going to go to this museum. We'll go. I, I'm always down to go down to Key West. Key West. I mean, any, well, anywhere there's a beach and I can get my freak on, we're going. Well, the caretakers don't even eat the treats that people give to Robert. They, they give it to him. There. Right? They like actually like set it set it for him. Uh, what I've found is that they just don't consume the treats, but they may give them to him. Well, complete that. I read your notes. Complete your thought on that one because they give him more than just treats. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and sauce us there, Adrian. Uh, he receives a box containing eight bags of peppermints, a card with no return address. Uh, guests leave him sweets, money, and occasionally joints. Oh, Robert's they, a, a weed partaker. Yeah, they want to get this this all high. Is, wait, is is weed legal in Florida? No, right? 
Wow, these people are taking risks. There, there's no return address, so yeah. I mean, I it's, mean, I'd fucking find who sent this joint. If you could, if you could leave <laughs> a, a, if you could leave a baby on the doorstep of a firehouse, I'm sure, pretty sure you could send a joint to a yeah, museum. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sure far far worse things are sent in the mail. Okay, so the one the one interesting video that I saw that I want to talk about is we can read all this stuff about Robert. We can see some letters. We can see some creepy shit. But this this YouTube video I watched of this dude videotaping Robert in his glass cage at uh, at the museum. When he's videotaping him, he starts from head and he comes down to the to the legs because Robert kind of sits in this chair. And you <laughs> yeah from head. You can see just oddly his eyes ever so slightly move. And understand this: Robert's eyes are almost completely black except for these small like little pupil things it could be reflection of the light, but you can see his eyes slightly moving his head, slightly twitch. Then you see a freaking ghost orb just drop from, from, from top of the frame to the bottom of the frame. And as he goes down to the leg, you see the ghost orb, his leg twitches, Robert's leg twitches. And after I watched that, and this was just before the episode, uh, part one, I honestly lost it. I, I, I told the guys in the group, I, I don't want to do this. This is too much. This guy, this guy's too real. I mean, that's. I kind of actually want to see it. So you might, a, you it. might actually have to show me this after this. Get cursed. This boy. podcast. Get cursed. I don't. No, I don't think it's gonna be a curse. I think it's just very interesting. I mean, uh, orbs intrigue the shit out of me because I have personally experienced an orb. Like me too. Not not in not in a picture or video. Like I have physically seen it in my room uh, when I was younger. And uh, <clears throat> not to mention some of the pictures we have from Hotel Colorado has yes. orbs in them, and yes. we posted one of those online on Instagram. Um, my thing, and it, it actually kind of goes back to it being an old army fort where people were dying. It's kind of an intriguing thought to think that maybe he has an army of souls at his disposal. Because, well, seriously, if you think about it, if you think about it, though, <laughs> they're laughing at me right now. This is fucked up. If you think about it, you have probably hundreds of people a week coming to see this doll. And we have all these stories of things happening to these people that probably aren't even in the state. It's probably happening out of state. So I can't sit here and say, okay, well, if this is really real, this, this dude's not going to be able to be like, okay, well, I'm going to go like fucking Santa Claus. I'll be in Boston in, in one hour and then jump all the way to California the next to cancel a flight. What if he's really sending his army of souls out to do his bidding and they're fucking with everyone. <laughs> I really want to see uh, uh, a cartoon representation of Robert, the lieutenant of the fucking do not ghost start, armies. Do not tempt me, because I will. Do I, it! Seriously. Do it! I, I was still in bed the other day. I had a re- really weird dinner com- or, uh, combo. It was the turkey leg and crab legs. Wait, when? Oh what? Wait, wait, wait. Like, this is an idea, or did you actually consume <laughs> yeah. it? I had this. I told I told. Where? <laughs> my house. It was right after Thanksgiving. You had turkey and lobster? What'd you crab. say? Oh, God. Turkey and crab. And then so, so Beck asked me, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a weird combo. I had turkey leg and crab legs. So, I mean, I guess you can think of it as a, uh, a cracky. <laughs> a cracky leg and then the whole time I was taking a shower I was thinking of a whole plot line so I like, will <laughs> I will if you don't I will make I want a, it I'll I make a it. comic book now I want to see a co- uh, just at least one slide just one picture of Robert leading his army of fucking spirits at, at Fort Mordello fucking just you know going after these people who are fucking with Robert with give the me, Kirky give me a month and you'll see it on Patreon alright with the Kirky <laughs> it's a cracky leg alright a cracky leg crackhead a Kirky tur- uh, leg sounds right how is it a Kirky no move on C-R-U-R-K-E-Y Kirky Kirky 
No. C R A K E Y. Cracky. Okay. I'm illiterate, so. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are saying. I'm telling you guys, after doing all of this research, I this is one topic I will not be skeptical about because I truly believe Robert the Doll has the powers to affect your life. Do I believe it was from a form of voodoo or a form of uh, witchcraft? I don't know. But I do think something is within this doll, and he can hurt you very bad. I'm glad it's over. I, this topic was uh, was a cool one to talk about, but spiritually and, and paranormally, I'm done. Here, here's the real question. Can you both poop normally now? Mm, you know, it's debatable. If I see a <laughs> chiropractor, it goes well. Right, Adrian? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, look at this shit. Like, God damn it. No, God damn it. <laughs> Do you, uh, are you trying to live a thousand years now? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm going to live forever, buddy. Oh, Jesus. Because my spine's in alignment. Well, yes. I hope you guys enjoyed this topic. Uh, we d- we certainly did, but we were also very terrified. I'll be flat out honest with you, man. I was too scared. I didn't do any He refused to do I refused research. to do it. But I am feeling much more confident now, to be honest with you. I feel a lot more confident. And I'm very intrigued in seeing this video. So I'm, I'm looking forward to looking at this video. I'm going to go out and just fucking far ass out limb on this one. Okay. Even given all the research and data that we've talked about and looked up, I think this motherfucker's a pol- uh, a poltergeist. Damn. I think I think he's a poltergeist of a spirit that has long since passed that's haunted this doll. And I'm still sticking with it that he is the lieutenant general of the Army of the Dead at Fort... Whatever the fuck's called. <laughs> <laughs> In Key West. <laughs> I love how you just shoot from the hip, Chase. Fuck it. Get my hip fire actually is not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you hip fire. Yeah, it's not it's not the best. Yeah. But you know, with that little twenty two revolver, that's pretty Oh, cool. I'm like a fucking John Wayne with that thing. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Guys, it's been fun to talk about Robert the Doll, but we have a very special moment. And we're gonna talk about a story our very first and just some when we first started this podcast, I think we all dreamed about having some random person we have no connection to sending us one of their stories. Because we keep we ask for it every episode. Please send us your stories so we can talk about it. This is the first one that we got. And we're going to talk about. Are you guys ready? It's legit. It is a legit one. We didn't yes. make this up. I now, Chase, you. you haven't you haven't heard this. I have not. Let me give the listeners a little background. <coughs> please, please. I, I gotta get ready. I gotta clear my. Phone. I, I'm coming out from a cold, so my cough. <coughs> gotta get the cum cough out. <laughs> well, we we got a message just randomly out of nowhere uh, on Reddit where an individual said, "Hey, this happened to me. I would." think this would go really well on your guys's podcast i feel like you guys should uh, share it and this is what we're going to do well i went in today to go find it once again because through all of our notes and all of our text messages and everything i didn't want to go through that it was a 10 minute process it freaking sucked so i go on to reddit today i go to find where the message is and this individual's whole reddit page all of his stories everything is deleted he's gone absolutely gone no no sign of him i don't i don't get it it's kind of sad and i hope he's he i hope he follows us and hears that we actually did a story because i'd be really sad if you're just like hey i gave you all this information and the next thing you know i either died or i just disappeared what if he was already dead and he needed to talk this is like the amount of energy he could manifest and he got on reddit as a spirit and wrote this story to talk because that's all he could do that'd be pretty cool That'd be pretty fucking cool. And after hearing this, it's it's a good one. It's a good one. You guys ready? 
I think we're ready. Okay. All right. So there's a couple grammar. Grammar's a little little off. I, di- I didn't edit it, so there'll be a couple slip ups and stuff. But just bear with me, and I'll probably pause it a couple times because I want the guys to crack some jokes because it's a good one. Just a heads up, my socks are already off, so don't expect to knock them off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're getting a dad. Jo- are you sure you're not a dad yet? Uh, you got an illegitimate <laughs> child in the Philippines just hanging out? Uh, it would be in Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, boys, here we go. And boys and girls and other. You know what? I, I actually I want to make a point on that. Please, so, please, please, please. Uh, we are very thrilled, and Hunter actually made a huge point on this podcast that he wanted to make sure that we had a solid female following and looking at our data and so hopefully y'all aren't lying to us we actually have a pretty large female following and we are very happy about this yeah not to be creepy <laughs> it's nice <laughs> let me let me just put it to be to be not creepy we're almost at like 50 50 on male female so i'm glad we're reaching out to everybody i'm glad my butt stuff jokes don't you know deter <laughs> you too much you know I know Adrian's thick thighs bring you in, but I don't want to make you leave with my jokes. <laughs> it's okay. Once they see the hairy back, it's <laughs> it's it's all out. I'm and out. the disproportionate arms. Yep. And then my my jawline's also like one side's fat, one one side's defined. Wow. He's just. I got to see a he comic just, version of KFA. He just dismorphed himself. I fucking love it. All okay, right. let's, let's get in this. this. Let's hear the story. Let's hear it. Okay. I all put right. my socks back on. All right, all right. Be ready to be blown, buddy. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Nightmare experience at my friend's cabin. My story involves myself and three of my really good friends throughout my whole childhood. We'll have them go by Kevin, Ryan, and Tommy, who am I am good friends with to this day. I could not write this story to you without their help, consent, and experiences as well. The story you're about to read is true and not made up in any way. Regardless whether you, we have had seen things or not, the reality is we are experiencing something very horrifying. The one night at my friend Kevin's cabin. We thought long and hard about the actually, excuse me, we thought long and hard about actually sharing it or not. Afraid of being ridiculed, but we are ready to share with the community. And again, you had to be there to experience it. One of my friends had actually suffered a nervous breakdown after the incident and needed counseling in in itself. Regardless, I would like you to know also I have always been a skeptic on the paranormal and find it very hard to believe in many aspects. But I love to watch, listen, and read on it simply because I always love to have an open mind in life. An open open mind, in my opinion, is a growing one. Whether it is paranormal or not, someone was clearly there that night. During the midsummer, usually around the middle of July, me and a couple of my good friends, who I had mentioned, all the way through my childhood, always made time to go up to one of my friends' cab- cabin way up north in the forest of Minnesota. Hey, Minnesota. Okay, so this cabin was located on Vermilion Lake. Throughout all of our young years, we would always go for sure accompanied by my friend's dad, Kevin's dad, who owned the cabin, and sometimes a few of our dads as well. Once we were juniors in high school, we felt mature and old enough to go to the cabin on our own, finally without Kevin's dad or any other adult supervision that may have accompanied us. I would like to mention a little information in regards to my friend's cabin to help you picture the scenario, or scenario if you're an asshole. asshole. You're an asshole? (laughs) Asshole. That's that's my thing, guys. Asshole. I'm an asshole. I'm an ass arsenal. My friend's cabin is very remote and very little based upon a very large-sized island. Other cabins were on the island, but the one next to us was a solid quarter or a half mile away at least, which is my best guess. 
which you could get to by taking the man path around the island. And I want to mention that to get to my friend's cabin, you had to park on a gravel road on the opposite side of the island, as his cabin was on an island and take his boat across the lake about a half mile to reach the cabin. This lake is hitch. <laughs> it's huge. Hitch. <laughs> I love when Adrian laughs. I, my life is complete when Adrian laughs. <laughs> My mind's always had a tendency to run around when sleeping there at night throughout all my years for it was one level with only two bedrooms next to one another. A kitchen living room connected and a bathroom in the back of the cabin. And where you slept in the cabin was there was always at least one window in each room with no curtain to it at all. So it was very easy to see outside to the woods and lake. And this is where my mind would run as I always thought someone was peering in. Of course, nobody ever was. I had been to this cabin a dozen times throughout my lifespan and nothing ever happened. And the older I got, the easier it was to sleep. Now for the event. We usually would stay a week's worth or five to four, maybe three nights. On the third night of the trip, when we were there on our own finally, we had set up a campfire and had been drinking beer all night. In parentheses, sorry. I don't condone underage drinking at all. By the way, we just happened to sneak some in being the rebels that we were. Sorry. This is, this is purely raw. This is raw data. We went out to his dock to gaze up at the magnificence of the stars and enjoy our buzz when all of a sudden we heard something out, something out at the water that sounded like a fish jumping out to catch a bug. We quickly looked at the lake with curiosity, wondering where the splash came from. Having our poles ready 24-7, thankfully for the moon was out that night, which helped light up the lake. Otherwise, it would be dark as black with there being no city lights for miles upon miles and we would not be able to see anything on the lake my one friend ryan began to point out saying um what the hell is that after looking closely and finally spotting what he was pointing at all i can describe it was it simply looked like a head out in the middle of the lake just floating about staring at us directly it was about three quarters worth of a football field length out in the lake from the dock there was no question I could see its features. It had long, black hair and very palish skin like a face, but couldn't make out the eyes, mouth, nose, or chin, as if it was just a blob of pale skin with a long black hair over it. Oh my god, it's old Greg! Oh! <laughs> I'll go on that China! You ever had Bailey's in a shoe? <laughs> <laughs> you ever drank Bailey's from a shoe? Oh my God, Chase, that was awesome. <laughs> I haven't heard that in so long. That's actually my old nickname. I'm all great. To the old viewers. What are you doing in my waters? <laughs> what are you doing in my market waters? That was my nickname. That's awesome. I've, I've forgotten that. All right, back into the immersion. Where the fuck was I? Okay. I'll never forget the feeling that came over me. The hairs on my legs, neck, and arm all stood up, and I was paralyzed on the inside, ready to leave that moment. Fun fact, that's how Adrian knows ghosts are around. I was going to say, I think that's how he escapes. He just latches his back hair onto trees and like juts off like Basically, Spider-Man. Basically, that's how he flies. Fun he just fact, catches I the don't drift. escape. You guys leave me to die. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, buddy. You're tasty and delicious. But we told ourselves it was just a loon, as these were birds are very popular night drifters on the lake and do their hunting late, and also have black with white on their collars and hunt by diving deep into the water, holding their breath up to minutes. This is true. Thank you. Fact checked. <clears throat> so it was possible that the loon all of a sudden popped up in the water after hunting a bit, and at least we tried to talk ourselves into that scenario. All of us 
having the creeps and noticing it wasn't moving one bit, just treading water in its same place, went back to our campfire, lit it even brighter, and headed inside to drink more. I would like to mention that there was a staircase outside my friend's cabin, about eight stairs in length down to the bottom where the fire pit was and dock. We soon forgot about the head with the help of beer until I had to use the bathroom really bad. And on one side was, uh, the one on the inside was preoccupied, sorry. I just went outside to do my business since we were in the great outdoors. When I had been taking a pee and glancing out into the, mo- the beautiful moonlit lake, I noticed that the black circle object was still there, but about 30 yards closer, still looking as if it was staring at me. I could easily see the nose on this thing's face. Again, it was very pale, like it hadn't seen the sun for years. A very, very uneasy feeling came over me, and I immediately went inside and told my friends to come look quick, keeping my eyes glued to it at the door to the cabin. We came outside to see it was still there looking at us as if the head was corked up at us with its chin in the air. Nobody dared go down to the dock anymore, and we immediately went back inside, ruling out that it probably wasn't a loon because a loon wouldn't have treaded the water as long as it did. Eventually, the current would have drifted it somewhere else in the rocking manor. For a loon to stay in the same spot for almost an hour or two made no sense to any of us. This head-like object was stiff as a board and not moving a single muscle, just staring at us from the deck inside. Instead, inside, instead, there was no ripple effect at all in the lake from the object. We said it was just a log, went back in, and I could tell everyone else felt uneasy too. Uh, I want to bring up the image that I'm thinking of right now, and I'm sorry for all of our Lord of the Rings people, but uh, who, Smeagol? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's yeah, what I'm Smeagol. thinking is in the lake. Smeagol, that's the, the image that I have. My precious. <laughs> it's great. It's great. No, I also think in Lord of the Rings when they're at the the gates of Mordor and they're doing the blue moonlit thing and that fucking water demon comes out of the water. It's pale and you see its head just peek up. That's how I'm envisioning this this object. It's just like, it's just the head easily peeking out and all you can see is a white face, but you know, you don't know if it's a face, but you know it's a face. You know you've seen stuff, you're like, I know that's what that is, but I don't know. Yeah. That's how I think it is. Okay. All right, this is where it gets really fucked up, guys. Here we go. A few hours would pass. It was super late into the night at this point, and we knew we needed sleep. Being my curious self, I looked back out once more, and the black object had completely vanished. I could, I could help. I could not help. I don't know. This is kind of weird. I could help but feel a sense of relief, thinking the log must have floated off or just hit the shore somewhere. As we slept with the windows open that night, there was no AC in this cabin, and we had to open them or we would fry in this cabin with it being the middle of summer. Me and my other buddy, Tommy, slept in the living room while my two other friends slept in two separate bedrooms with their doors open. Not being able to sleep, but keeping my eyes peeled shut, I began to hear someone walking around at the bottom of the stairs to the cabin, around the campfire at the bottom of the stair. I thought I was about to shit bricks, no question what or whoever I heard down there was at the dock now, pacing back and forth as it made the sound of a boot clicking on the wood. It was if they weren't sure what to do with themselves. It just lasted for about three minutes. Wanting to whisper to my buddy, but frozen in fear, I kept my eyes shut and ears on full alert. The footsteps sounded like they were two steps up the deck stairs all of a sudden and then turned around and sounded like they were sprinting out to the man-made path. After it sounded like the steps were long gone and a couple minutes had passed, I woke up to Tommy asking if he heard the steps. Both of us sitting up, I startled 
uh, I was startled to my friend Ryan walking out of his room and saying that we need to leave after these steps vanished. He must have heard us talking, so he felt he could come out as well. But either way, he was waking us up regardless. Something was very disturbing about his expression. I asked him, why? Question mark. He woke up to he woke up my other friend Kevin in the other room and said, "Let's go. Get to the boat. It's time to go." Asking him, "What? What? Ryan, what the hell is wrong with you?" He explained to us quickly while grabbing his stuff. I will never forget what he explained as won't my other friends. He said when he was turning on his bed to get more comfortable, he saw someone peeking in at the top right corner of the window and quickly shifted out of his view. He said he saw was was one eye, ghostly light, white skin, black hair, long down to the window. Again, another thing I'd like to add. When we look back at what he experienced, it chills us to the bones, realizing since this face from the top right corner of the window in my friend's room he was sleeping in, this thing was either a damn near eight feet tall, standing on something like bricks to try and peek in, or it was floating. Ryan then continued to say, let's fucking go. Very seriously. Absolutely disturbed the fuck out of my mind, feeling I was going to be sick, and then telling them what my friend and I heard in the living room. We all agreed and packed our stuff and booked it, not cleaning the cabin or anything. We always cleaned the cabin before leaving. We locked up, and as we headed down the stairs, we saw bare footprints in the dirt, heading off into the path all around the cabin. We picked up our, our step, getting to the boat, not knowing what was watching us or around us, threw our stuff in the boat, untied it, and sped off. I didn't even think about the water, or excuse me, I didn't even think about the head in the water anymore or to look in the water. Thank God. My eyes were just glued to the island trying to spot anything moving, but I saw nothing. When we had finally gotten our stuff packed in the car and the boat tied up, we hopped in the car and took off. We'd been driving about 10 miles out of the blue. Ryan, who saw the person outside his window, all of a sudden broke down in the car sobbing. What was it, guys? What the fuck did I see? We called to tell our parents what had happened on the way back and that Ryan was freaking out and told us to get to home, get home safely and quickly. It was late, about 4 or 5 in the morning, but no one slept, and it was a very quiet ride home. My friend's dad, who owns the cabin, went up there the following weekend and said he experienced nothing while there, but he did mention bare footprints while still lingering about, which he thought was odd. Someone was walking around his property, which bugged him badly. Whatever my friend saw in the window really hit him hard, and after his breakdown, he had trouble sleeping multiple nights and ended up having to seek some help for a couple weeks and hop on some sleeping medication. As time went and he ended, be he ended up being fine, but we insisted, but something, something, to comfortable sleeping next to a window without a curtain. He was not comfortable sleeping around a window without a curtain. I, to this day, cannot explain what happened and why it seemed to happen to us and cannot explain what I saw on the lake and what Ryan specifically saw. Nothing has ever happened at the cabin since that night, so we were told from him, my friend's dad who owns it, which I believe him, I personally never decided to go back to the cabin, which really made me sad because I had great mem childhood memories there. Tommy and Kevin both had gone back and been fine, but Ryan refuses to go back, and I'm with him. A lot of people have cabins on the island so it could have been a prank in the makings but that had been busted when ryan saw the person in the window or the person possibly wanted to do something worse i never have been able to explain what was floating in the lake but the fact that this incident along with the bare feet and someone looking at ryan in the night all happened the same night seems like more 
than a coincidence. I know we poked fun out of that, but that's pretty fucking creepy. Did you guys get chills when oh, yeah. the top right? I don't know if you guys saw my expression change, yeah. but I kind of lost it because I've read I've read this once before, and when I read it to Dominique, I was like, I mean, I know that this is just a dude's recollection, but what the fuck? Eight feet tall? I've seen cabins like this. I've seen friends' cabins where the home is built on a, like stilts because of the, the tide can come in or whatever, like the yeah. lake stuff. Eight feet tall? That's that's fucking weird. Like, what can you see so pale and white? Eight feet tall? That's not normal. The tallest person in living right now is like seven foot one or something. Yeah. Uh, that That's not true. The, the tallest person alive is probably around like nine feet. No, I think it's seven feet. Uh, I'll look it up. You want to do a bet on this? Let's see. Okay, because Yao Ming is like seven <laughs> eleven. Oh, maybe I'm thinking about the 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 <laughs> tallest woman right now. She's like seven seven foot two. Okay. Regardless, I, nobody's re- eight feet tall. Uh, yeah, I mean, regardless, <clears throat> that that in my opinion is very creepy. Uh, I definitely got got me the chills. Like it started to make my eyes water a little bit. Because uh, the thing about it is, it immediately it makes me think of my adventures with Will. Um, there's a park by our house. Um, and we go down there to go fishing a lot, and we go at nighttime because he likes to fish for cats. Yeah. Well, I just recently found out that there was actually a little girl that got murdered there. Oh. Yeah, at, not at... very long ago. You're welcome. And we used to fish there at night, and it was horrifying, oh, dude. And you would hear all these noises and everything. I mean, it got to the point where we'll quit, quit going at night. Is that Stonehouse? That's Stonehouse. Oh. That's, that's where I'm moving right next to. Yeah. Oh. And I told him the story. Yeah. So uh, that's what gives me the chills because I almost have kind of like an immediate connection with this. Yeah. I used to go at nighttime too, but it wasn't scary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so the, there's two lakes there. The one lake is pretty close to a road with lights. Yeah, the one is far back in the on the trail, and it's just a dirt trail in the middle of nowhere. That's where someone and, got murdered. Yeah. yeah it's Jesus. not too far from that, that pond is where she got murdered. Yes. Uh, I want to give Adrian the fact check. He's right. There was someone, I think he's alive today, born 1982, Sultan Kusin. Is eight foot two inches. So Sultan, stop. Get off these guys' property. <laughs> Leave them the fuck alone. They're terrified. I will bring a KFA fact check. There's actually someone that is alive today that is at eight feet eleven inches. His Who? Name, his name is Robert Wadlow. What? I'm seeing Sultan Kuzin. Whatever. Fucking yeah, crazy. This is beside the point. Someone's someone's eight feet tall. Get out of the fucking woods. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed um, our part two to Robert the Doll. That was kind of the main point to this. Um, there is some very large facts to this, and it's pretty interesting how he can have such a large effect on so many people. I mean, literally to the point where we're asking permission to talk about him. Um, and then I'm also very happy and thankful that we have uh, a listener that wanted us to tell a story. That, that was cool, guys. Fantastic. Dream and what an true. amazing story. I'm not going to lie. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. That's really cool to hear. Yes, yep. I, so, I loved it too. Yeah. Good. So please, if anybody else has more stories, we would love to t- um, tell them on our, our show. We really would. Well, folks, it's the end of the episode. I want to remind all of our listeners that we are very thankful of you guys coming each week, giving our content a listen. And if you guys do have any side stories like this, please go give it, give us an email at stuckinthispurgatory at gmail.com. Also, if you guys want to see some funny, haunting, even crazy videos or images on our Instagram, go give it a look at stuckinthispurgatory. And... 
could also go find our new Patreon link on our Instagram account. So please do hit our link tree. Chase has done phenomenal work and there's a bunch of advantages as in seeing video clips of the podcast as well as unedited versions of the podcast as well as it being ad free so if you guys want to give us your support you guys want to see what we look like you guys want to help out with the podcast getting even better a lot more research a lot more editing a lot more you know just better equipment yes just uh go give it a look it's on the link tree on our instagram which is stuck in this purgatory yeah i, I do want to mention um i don't I don't quite know this because I'm not Patreon savvy. This is the very first Patreon I've ever done. You can't actually find us on the Patreon page right now for some reason. Um, I don't know if it's because we just created it and we don't have any supporters just yet. Um, so if you guys are interested and would like to take a look at our Patreon and maybe get some of those extra perks by helping us out, um, make sure you go to our Instagram, Stuck in this Purgatory, and click on that link tree. Um, there is data on there, so I know if you're looking. <laughs> now, this is the part I'd usually say, we love you guys. Thank you so much. And it's true. It still holds true. But I'm going to give this one to Adrian this time. I'm going to give him the big shout out for doing all the hard work on Reddit. Yeah. No one wanted to touch the dark Satan butthole of Reddit. Ugh. And he took this head on and he has been getting a ton of good feedback and listeners from it. So, you know what, Adrian? Golf clap. <laughs> well, Hunter, let's hear it from you. Oh, man. God, I want to reiterate, sign up for our Patreon. Get these two guys to stop snowplowing. Get me to stop slinging real estate. Please support us financially because we really want to take this shit to the next level. And it only can be done with you guys. We appreciate every single one of you guys listening. And we had so much fun researching this topic. And again, thank you for the story. That was so fun. It makes me feel a little bit better about being stuck in this purgatory. Purgatory.